0: You can feel people's energy a bit better, and and we're in a home, and we're
1: in a home, which is great because we're talking about home in general today. I actually thought about this was nice for an in-person meeting to have it on such a cultural item as a sofa because mm. that's not a cultural item everywhere, but it definitely runs true in our culture and obviously where we are right now. And this is this one particular product item is maybe the most defining home item i could possibly think of culturally speaking hmm. a couch why well it's like the place you relax it's when you feel at home right when you when you have that moment to sit down kick up your feet so to speak where the yes. where, where the phrase comes from
0: yes and when you're and it's typically in a living room so you're awake you're not like your bed i feel like is a very intimate place for home too that's true but you're not really there to experience it in the same yeah. way as you don't consciously lounge around on it as much. Probably. Yes, yes. <laughs> probably. I know some people <laughs> yes, do. Sometimes I do. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Yes. Um, but for people that don't know, where are we? We're in Norway. In Oslo. In Oslo, Norway. Mm-hmm. And um, this is my first time out in Europe from the States. And it's been an adjustment. It's very cold here, although it's warming up, which I do appreciate. Still getting my morning runs in. But being so far from what I would consider my home has definitely made me think a lot deeper about what home is to me and so forth so um i'm very excited to have this conversation today and really kick off the next phase mm-hmm. of the podcast um yeah we had a nice
1: conversation about because we've done 10 episodes now this is number 11 and we were thinking about where the podcast should go and how we wanted to approach moving forward and we came up with the idea of having like 10 episode segments where we both improve but explore at the same time what we want to do in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And the first or these next 10 that we're looking at, this one plus nine more, uh, we want to explore home. Both for me, like we'll get into a little bit deeper for the purposes of these. But for me, it's like a great exploration for the product of the Living Cube system that we're working on, but also just to get an idea of what, the differences are between the answers Mm -hmm. we want to ask just clean simple questions and then get real raw answers and be able to put those together and think about them a little bit more deeply so we have time to think that through and make sure that that gets cultivated into what we're trying to build right
0: yeah that's a great way to put it i see the next 10 episodes as a shift from us just having conversations and um with each other but Getting out into the world to better understand it, instead of working off of assumptions. Mm-hmm. I think we have great ideas ourselves um, Looking at our past around what home is for example, and uh, as we're building lifeform we hope that the product can be a home for people um, but Home can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people and we've already started asking people and mm-hmm. I, there are definitely common threads because people have different words and how they want to say things. Um, But there are definitely subtle nuances and differences that's important to pick up on. Um, I think the creation of life form is a very collaborative process. Our hope is to um, foster community and conversation and to build in real time with people. Mm -hmm. And this is like the first phase of that. So every episode is inclusive of someone other than ourselves. Um, Hopefully it's many people. Um, and of course, we're starting with home now, but I'm very excited to see where the conversation goes um, over time, especially considering form isn't just for the creation of a home, but it can be used in an infinite number of ways for whatever it means to people. So I think the answers people give us around home will ultimately lead us to future and deeper questions we can ask people.
1: Yeah, the thing I love about this process that we're about to delve into is that it can expand and it can grow into different directions just like design just like art mm-hmm. we're putting down some interesting questions and then we're letting them lead us to different locations to lead us to different points and that should wrap itself back into the design process and to the the whole company itself mm-hmm. the, the the thread that i love about Lifeform and the way that we've put it together is that it evolves and grows it is a living system a living structure a organization you could say through and through exactly and so that that concept lives through into this podcast exploration into the product itself once it's out there people will hopefully be using it in many ways we've never thought of Mm -hmm. and i hope some of these questions will allow the process of designing and cultivating that environment that we build in the living cube system into something that is adaptable for people some we, we can think through
0: more ways to let that be adaptable Yes, I agree. I think the one constant is change. I mean, for everything generally, but I think just leaning into that and being very obvious about that and the way we approach the building of life form at every single level is super important Mm -hmm. um, to make sure there's like, um, we're not building in a silo and we're, again, not operating off of those assumptions. Um, I've seen a lot of, I've heard like lots of stories of people starting companies because of the space I work in, I've met a lot of founders, and uh, I have a, I have a friend that, that like went into a room. He had a great idea, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> spent three months building it, and yeah. he just like went into a cave, and then he came out. He gave it to the world, and nobody wanted it. <laughs> and I mean, like it yeah. was, I mean, I think he had uh, a great time doing that and building it for him. But you have to ensure that like you're taking in as many diverse um viewpoints as possible um, especially when you're trying to build something as adaptable as Lifeform, and yeah. so it can um be useful to as many people in as many situations as possible so For sure i think that's important in the design process and I,
1: like your friend's story i've i've designed board games and maybe like 90 of my design process takes place in the silo at first but that last 10 percent of the design process is usually an extra year or something of play testing and getting feedback and thinking about how to adapt and move it forward. So I, I think like initial concepts could be created in a silo. But then after that, like they the feedback is so valuable and the conversations that you can have about it. So awesome. I love that we're jumping in this way. Maybe you'd like to read some of the questions that we came up with. Yeah, for food for thought. I think that's a nice way to
0: segue it and get them in people's heads so they know kind of where we're going. Yeah, definitely. I think let's start with the first two primary questions. And these are ones that we've already started to ask people. And uh, starting next episode, uh, you can start to see the string of answers, but with strangers and uh, friends alike if we ask those. Uh, but two questions. The first is, what is home to you? And the second is, if you were homeless and had no resources or help from anyone, how would you build a home for yourself and I I have thoughts uh but I, I'm I think generally like when it comes to homelessness especially when you like explore it across different cultures like I feel like that's been the one that's been the most diverse of answers mm-hmm. um just generally thinking through it but um being I we and maybe a little bit teaser but we were able to like meet somebody that Has actually recently recently experienced homelessness and um, it was really cool that we got to meet them. And I think it was like a rare chance just walking down the street and seeing uh, meeting a stranger for that. But being able to hear it from people that have experienced it firsthand to people that it's just like maybe, you know, fortunately it is a distant concept for people. It just depends on where people are and like The
1: practicalities of how everybody approaches that. Yeah. There's
0: just, uh, I'm already seeing a vast spectrum and we've only asked a handful of people. So very excited to continue to lean into it. What are your thoughts on these two questions? I like them. I mean, I think the reason why we chose these
1: two is the most important one because home is such a broad abstract concept but also everybody thinks about it differently and a lot of it is internal um but the question really is an open space for any kind of answer like we uh, it was not posed as a physical space it's posed as any kind of answer you want uh and we're trying to be as just uninvolved in leading to an answer as we can yes which is how important.
0: do we remove our biases
1: exactly and, and i think people are answering in such cool ways well, there's a the nuances of the answer so far have been very nice i think that home question just gives the best base starting point for where to start pulling threads for how to make something useful for people but also just to think conceptually for ourselves it's a very nice philosophical exercise mm-hmm. and the homelessness one like what, what would you do how would you build that home i just think it's great that there's some kind of practicality to it because first we start abstract and philosophical mm-hmm. and then the next question is is a little bit
0: more pointed into like okay now the practicalities of it hit what do you do <laughs> yeah like on a material level but it, it's interesting because i think you can take it to maybe maybe even more but like what is home to you maybe the answer to that is an actual physical space mm-hmm. and then how do you build a home for yourself okay well if my previous answer was around how to build a space, then I need to be answering in conjunction with that. And like, how do I build a physical space for myself? But the first answer could be something that's a bit more abstract in a feeling or something like that. And How do you build an emotion? How do you cultivate that in your life could be the answer to the second question. And it's just just to show how diverse it could be. Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting how it all connects in people's minds. Um, but generally, I think how people are taking the second question is a bit more from that practical, physical, material level. Uh, that's what I was hoping for, but which is what we're hoping fun. for. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, and some additional questions beyond this that I'm hoping to answer or ask people is: Are homes a human right? Uh, when do you feel most at home? What is your home missing? How do you feel at home when traveling? And I think there are going to be a few more home-based questions. Uh, but And then we might change some of the threads and who yes, knows what'll happen. I think I think it'll continue to adapt as people answer and we get more context from Endeavor's perspectives. Um, but beyond this, I, I think within a handful of episodes, we're definitely going to be branching out of home and uh, discussing the concepts of work as well as just living generally so some additional questions are um you know in what type of environment do you produce creations that you are proud of i think that's a very open-ended concept i i like framing it that way instead of saying just work predominantly or like an office specifically um, but what type of environment is conducive to um, flow and creation and authenticity is like how i take it but people could take it differently um and then in what environment do you feel most free? And I'm curious if there's overlaps between that and like how people answer to the home question and, um, how people like view just different spaces in general. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts there, but, uh, I'm very excited to continue to like go, go beyond, um, and just delve into all the different use cases that lifeform could potentially offer people.
1: Yeah, I think. It's interesting because the way I think about home for me is the practical levels of it are usually the tools that I have. Like I think about tools as everything that is the objects I feel I must have as like a survival thing. I have labeled as these very basic things. They all fit inside a very small space, a very small compartment I can bring with me. And I have traveled with for 10 years um, around the world. And those things like are a thread that I like to pull on. I, I wanna see what kinds of things people feel like they need, but also the larger environment is a fun one because that's something that is adapts depending on where it is. Like in architecture, you always talk about previewing the site. You wanna see what's possible and how the building fits into the landscape. Mm-hmm. And this is more for permanent structures you're thinking about, but w- when we're looking at it from our point of view, it's how can we put an environment into a space into a location an area and then how does that cultivate and adapt into that environment because now we're not building Mm -hmm. something so permanent which is nice because we can think about the adaptability it's almost like we're planting something and it's like growing and going to weave its way into a use case depending on what humans what animals what Mm -hmm. parts of nature and plants are going to be moving around there and how is that conducive to what people want in order to fulfill internal needs human rights whatever that means so i I think there's so many great threads we can pull with this and i'm really excited for the answers yes me too